My name is Mario Barocco, and this week, I'll be your host of Search Dog Diaries. Search Dog Diaries features behind-the-scenes stories from Search Dog, an award-winning documentary starring search-and-rescue canine expert Matt Sorella. The story reveals how the trust and training of a police dog can be the difference between life and death for missing victims. Now, in our first episode, we bring you to the Wickford, Rhode Island Police Barracks, where director Mary Healy Jamiel has her first interview with canine search and rescue specialist, Sergeant Matt Sorella. Come with us as we journey to unexpected places, and you'll hear about the incredible dogs and handlers who provide a crucial last hope in the search for missing persons. Search Dog Diaries is packed with passion, humor, and treats, and it really shows you what's possible when two species rely on each other and work together to save others. Now here's Search Dog Diaries. Every whisper, every waking hour. You don't want me to repeat the question verbatim. Not verbatim, but however you wish to include it, and if if uh, you forget, I'll just ask you to sort of rephrase and include it. Okay. You're gonna you're going to forget, and it's okay. Mm. Hopefully, you're just not going to get too irritated with me. No, I, I wish <laughs> my voice was stronger today, but. I swallowed a piece of pizza the wrong way the day of the party, oh. and I, I got it out. It was in my esophagus. Oh my god! But it's been it's been like sore, you know. It's getting better, oh but god. as it gets better, I talk more, so it's still right, right. Well, it's me. All right. So. Well, we don't. You know, we'll just do it. Oh no! I just wish the vo- no. I wanted the voice to sound. Yeah. I, like I I can hear myself, and I'm like, sounds kind of scre- uh, screechy, but. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> so you have a great voice. That's me. I don't know. <laughs> so there's some really basic questions that I'm going to ask. So just bear with me, be patient, and um, we'll just start. So, <laughs> uh, what is what is your name? My name is Matthew Zarella. And what are your official positions for the state of Rhode Island? Uh, I'm with the Rhode Island State Police. I am the Canine Coordinator. For the canine unit, I'm a sergeant uh, with the unit, and I have um, 20 years on the state police. Uh, I'm also in charge of the canine units for the Rhode Island Urban Search and Rescue Team, and also the uh, Rhode Island Task Force 2 Wilderness Search and Rescue Team. Okay. Matthew, where did you grow up? I grew up in, I spent all my life in Rhode Island. Providence, mainly. I spent uh, 17 years in Narragansett, and the last three years I've been in North Kingstown. Um, What did animals mean to you as a young child? Animals have always been an important part of my life. Uh, Growing up, we had dogs. Um, You know, as, as young active kids, I had three brothers, so the four of us were on the go in every which direction. And although we loved having dogs, we, as little kids do, we don't take care of them like we should. So it was a responsibility our parents had. But um, I, in particularly, had a connection with with dogs. And um, being the oldest child, understood the responsibility more than everyone else. So I naturally became closer to them and worked more toward caring for them and and training them, if you will. So you were training dogs as a young child? 
Well, you know, when I say training, <laughs> housebreaking, you know, taking them out, walking them, making sure they get exercise, making sure they don't chew mom's flowers and be in the house, that sort of stuff. And um, at what age did you become interested in the possibility of working with dogs? Remember? Oh, uh, I've been interested in working with dogs my whole life. How I was going to do it was a whole nother problem. Um, I can remember uh, graduating high school and going into the Marine Corps and thinking how great it would be to, to work a dog as part of your job somehow. I never thought I would become a state trooper because police work was not something that anyone in my family had ever done in the history of our lineage. Um, most of us were school teachers and educators in some way. Um, so uh, it wasn't really until I was out of the Marine Corps and trying to decide what to do with my life that I realized that, you know, if a dog was going to play a large part of it one way or the other. And as it turned out, I was, I was working as a plumber's apprentice. And I, would, I had a dog with me at the time, living with me, and he would come to the job sites with me. People would, uh, would allow me to take the dog with me. And if they would do that, I'd give him a break on the price, and, and he could come with me on the job and hang out. So it was kind of a nice, a nice start. And although it was nothing official, it, I was, it was the beginning of me incorporating dogs into my livelihood. Because uh, as it turned out, I left the plumber's uh, apprentice program for the state police. Uh, and um, it was after that that the whole canine unit became part of my life as it is now. I'm just going to go back in time a little bit. Um, you volunteered, or you mentioned to me that you volunteered at the dog pound as a child. Can you describe that experience for me? Like, how did that come about? Well, I, I was, uh, one of the things I wanted to do, and I wasn't really, I wouldn't consider myself a child at that time. I was old enough to drive. I mean, I was 16 years old. Um, and, you know, I was just trying to, to find my roots and, uh, you know, my, my interest in canine and where, where that was going to take me. And, you know, I, I was, I've always been one that ha has believed that you know, dogs are, were put on this earth to serve a much higher purpose than just to exist. And it, it's up to the humans, the supposedly superior life form, to make that happen. And working uh, at the Providence Animal Shelter back in... Can you just repeat that? And I think you're knocking your foot on the desk or something. Oh, it's, I think I'm rocking the chair. Sorry. Well, I have always felt I have always felt that dogs had a higher purpose on this earth, and it was up to the humans to to make that happen somehow. You know, to to be able to use a dog to serve our fellow creatures was so important to me. And how I was going to do that uh, was what I was trying to figure out. And you know, it started driving myself to the pound and getting familiar with with the folks that ran the Providence Animal Shelter. You know, this was back in uh, in the late late seventies, and um, you know, uh, taking them for walks, knowing they were going going to get put down. But the idea was, hey, you know, 
take them out, let them feel good, get them, take them for a walk, home them, you know, groom them, and uh, and take them back in. You know, and it was you know it was it was really heartbreaking for me to be taking them for these, you know, these this exercise, seeing how much they enjoyed it, only knowing that they weren't going to make it another week. And I, uh, you know, I found that to be very difficult to accept, but to understand because in, in a society where we seem to have a fix for everything, you know, here's a simple, you know, what seemed to be a simple problem, you know, just if you take on the responsibility of owning a dog, then follow through with it, keep the animal and treat the animal well. And you wouldn't really need as many shelters as you need today. But it, it, it was an eye-opener for me, and it, it made me realize that, <clears throat> you know, if I'm going to do anything with dogs, uh, you know, maybe it, it will be with rescues. You know, maybe there will be some way I can do something with a rescue dog. But it was, as it turned out, it was still a long way off. It's sort of a, a humbling experience when you walk in there. I mean, it's, it's there's a need for people to step up. And make, and make this a better place for those animals. And I, I thought if the, if the time ever comes, if my life ever goes in, in the direction where I can see clearly, uh, perhaps it will be working with dogs. What is your fondest memory of a dog as a child? Uh, one of my fondest memories, I would say would be with, uh, of course, we had a number of dogs growing up. Uh, our first dog was a beagle named Snoopy. And Snoopy was a, Snoopy was a typical beagle. He liked to, to go. <laughs> and he was difficult to, to, to keep in the yard. Uh, but I'd say one of my fondest memories was with our half Samoyed, half, oh gosh, he was Samoyed, and, and his name was Sam. And I think he was also Irish Setter and Labrador Retriever. And he had an inter interesting mix. And it was just uh, just the time we spent together um, walking, because we had to walk them a lot in Providence in order to give them exercise. And we didn't really have the skill to teach them to come when they were called. So they generally got a lot of walks. And, uh, and I can remember one day in the kitchen, I was sitting down, and uh, I, I picked him up, picked Sam up, and he sat in my lap, and... It was a winter day, and I still had my, my winter coat on and, and my gloves. And uh, we're sitting at the table, and I was having something to eat. And he's just sitting up there like a person. And uh, and, and somebody, I think it was my mom, she grabbed a, a camera and took a picture of it. And uh, and I have that picture to this day. And, um, and that was probably one of the most fond memories I had of him. Were there um, real-life? Dogs or other TV dogs that influenced you as a child? Uh, well, we watched Lassie, like most other kids my age did at the time. Um, uh, that was, that was kind of neat, seeing how the dog was, you know, the main focus of Lassie was to help people. If you noticed, it always had, you know, an overtone of assisting other other human beings, and and that was something I thought was really, really neat. Um, but you know, it wasn't until, until years later, after my my years in the service with the with the Marine Corps, and and later with the the Army National Guard, that that I was able to 
to realize how vitally important it was to have a dog working in the community. And, and then, of course, after 9-11, uh, there was just a tremendous demand for disaster dogs. And that, you know, that was years later, but it really brought, brought so much more information about what these dogs do to the public. I think I know the answer to this, but it's good to get it on tape. Um, does what drew you two dogs as a child still influence you today? It does, uh, yes. You know, uh, what drew me to dogs when I was uh, when I was very young was to have uh, a companion, to have a friend, um, one that doesn't that never turns his his or her back on you. Uh, I just thought that that was such a unique relationship to have as a kid. You know, as a kid going through, you know. Uh, junior high school uh, and high school, you know, you're feeling awkward, you're trying to fit in, and, you know, sometimes your dog is, is your best friend, literally. You come home at the end of the day, you know, after school or after practice, and you think you've had a tough day, the coach is yelling, you flunked the test, your parents uh, are angry with you because you should have studied more, and, you know, you lock yourself in your room and, uh, and you've got your dog. And, you know, he's more than happy to tell you, hey, it's okay. You know, that, that, those experiences uh, helped solidify, you know, my relationship with, with animals today and what we put them through and how they feel about us now. Do you still feel that way about your dogs? Your dogs? Your oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's an, uh, that childhood feeling, you know, and experience is, of course, matured into, you know, an adult mission. Uh, where the feeling becomes a philosophy, becomes a way of life, becomes, you know, my purpose in life. I, I've always felt, as an adult, that there was a higher calling for me in human services, and it had something to do with the dog. Search Dog Diaries was produced by Lucy Bean Films, directed by Mary Healy Jamiel, and edited, mixed, and recorded by Mariel Barocco. The original music from the Search Dog soundtrack by Tim Maurice. Copyright 2018, Lucy Bean Films. Sign up for our Search Dog Diaries newsletter. It features extras from Search Dog, along with interviews with leading canine experts, veterinarians, and the stars of Search Dog. Visit searchdogmovie.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can see photos and videos of Matt and the dogs. I'm your host, Meryl Barocco, and we hope you have a treat-filled week.